Hi friends, it's your host, Bryn. Welcome to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm a certified yoga instructor, professional dancer, and wellness entrepreneur. I'm on a serious but super fun mission to inspire and empower lives. We're here to chat about wellness and fitness, as well as some tools for shifting your mindset so you can live your best. I hope you feel motivated to dive into your own unique and powerful wellness journey after listening in. So whether you're in your car, at home in bed, food prepping, or putting on your makeup, turn up the volume and tune in for some serious motivation and inspiration. You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast. Hey, my friends, welcome back to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm so glad that you guys are here to listen in. Keep sharing um, and giving me your feedback. I so appreciate all the messages that you guys are sending me on Instagram and text messages and tagging me when you listen to my show. Um, it is makes me so happy. It really like lights up my world that you guys love the shows and that you're sharing them with your friends and family and you're following. So keep doing that. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show for me too. Um, thanks for your support. So um, today I am excited to chat about a topic that's really close to my heart because up until recently, I didn't really know that I fit into a category or like a type of person or there was an explanation to um, the way that I am. And I feel like all of all of the things that um, any of those like personality quizzes or um, like Enneagrams, um, all of that stuff, I feel like re- is really validating, right? Because then you read about yourself and you're like, oh, human design is another one, right? It's so validating because you get to learn about yourself and then it makes more sense why you are the way you are. And then all of a sudden you have like, this new acceptance for yourself because you're like, Oh, someone wrote about it or, Oh, this is actually normal for this type of person. Right. So like in the Enneagram, I'm an eight and like my friend read my human design chart and it's like so validating. Cause then you're like, Oh, I understand why I make the choices I make or why I act the way I do or do the things I do or why I'm, you know, emotional or whatever it is. So, um, Recently, I learned about highly sensitive people, and I didn't know that there was a thing called HSPs or highly sensitive people. And I felt so validated, like, okay, I fit into this category of people. And then I've also been able to dive in and learn a lot about that. And so I'm going to share a little bit about at the end some tools as well. If you are falling into that category, or maybe you're listening to this and your child is highly sensitive or your partner. And so this is a way for you to either understand yourself better um, or maybe understand someone else around you. So, um, you know, it's our human nature, I think, to fit in, right? So we love labels, we love categories. Um, and so, you know, maybe you fit into this category, maybe you don't. But for me, it felt so good to be like, oh, there's other people like me, or this has a name, or there's an explanation. Um, And at the same time, it opened my eyes to some of the work that um, I could be doing on myself and for myself to live better and be better as I understand um, on a deeper layer who I who I am. So a highly sensitive person is is basically just a person who has an increased sensitivity to stimulation. So that could be smells, that could be like if their skin is really sensitive, right? So like skin rashes or irritation. Um, it could be that you're really emotional. 
Um, it could be being sensitive to other people's energy or being really empathetic. So you know how people say like, have that term empath, um, which, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, but, um, if you, if you feel a lot of empathy, you're really in tune with other people's energy and emotions. Um, sometimes it's sensitivity to violence on TV or like really loud sounds. Sometimes it's sensitivity to lights. Um, sometimes it's just an overall highly sensitive nervous system and it's all of it, right? Um, I can relate to many of these categories. I have an increased sense of smell. Um, I get hives sometimes. I used to get a lot of skin rashes before I switched to vegan, natural, clean, non-toxic products. Um, I'm very emotional. <laughs> sometimes my boyfriend's like, why are you so sensitive? So sometimes, you know, in relationships, um, this personality type will really come out because um, there's things that maybe trigger you and then your partner starts realizing like that you're sensitive and they're like, I don't get it. Why are you so sensitive? And now you can explain to them, maybe you're a highly sensitive person. Um, and yeah, so sometimes it's all of it and you're just, you're just over your overall a highly sensitive nervous system person. You, um, are maybe using your brain a little bit differently than the other people that are around you. And so this actually does have an evolutionary value. Um, I think like one in five people are highly sensitive people and fall into this category. Um, and it can really be a blessing and a curse. So I found times where my sensitivity is a blessing and it's helpful to me. And there are other areas in my life where it is not helpful to me. And I've had to learn tools to um, set better boundaries for myself and, and really be able to take care of myself. So there's, there's two sides to this. So one, we're going to acknowledge and recognize the sensitivity and accept it as part of who we are. And the other piece is not letting it then take control over our lives and use being sensitive or being empathetic as an excuse to overextend ourselves and not have good boundaries in our lives. Okay. I hope you guys heard that, that last piece. That's really important. So um, it's really good to have some someone in your community or some people in your community who are more aware of the subtleties in the environment. So those are your highly sensitive people. Um, recently, I'll give you guys a little story. Um, I was the only person in our house who could smell a gas leak and no one else in our household could smell it and I could. And so we had the gas company come out and sure enough there was a gas leak outside of our house and when the wind would blow it would blow in a few of the wi the windows which were closed so that's how sensitive my sense of smell is um and I would get a whiff of the gas that was slightly leaking outside of our house so they were able to fix that and at the same time um, realized that our dryer vent wasn't connected properly and we were actually getting some carbon monoxide leaking in through the laundry room as well, which is something you cannot smell. Um, but if it weren't for me smelling that subtle gas leak outside, we wouldn't have had someone come out and then we wouldn't have been able to fix the dryer either, which you guys know could have been a really dangerous situation in our house. So um, it was great that I was able to sense that and you know, sometimes you feel like you're crazy because nobody else smells it. The kids, um, my partner, like 
he's like, I don't smell anything. I don't know what you're smelling. And we even had friends over, like nobody could smell it. And I would get a whiff and I'd be like, there it is. I, I smelled it. It's very subtle, but it was like caught my attention. And so sometimes you feel like you're a little crazy because maybe other people around you aren't hearing or feeling or smelling or sensing what you are. Um, but I've really learned to tap in and trust my intuition and trust myself instead of, uh, you know, thinking that I'm crazy. <laughs> so it is good to have um, highly sensitive people in the community that are just more aware of the subtle things, the subtle shifts, um, the subtle energies, whatever it is in the environment. Um, and, you know, highly sensitive people are usually really intuitive. And, um, you know, we talked about this on some of the podcasts where we talk about women, but women used to pray for their intuition to go where like they would ignore their intuition because, um, if you were very intuitive um, and you really use the skills from the depths of, of being a woman and that beautiful gift, a lot of times people would label label you as a witch a long time ago, right? And then they you literally get burned at the stake. And so um, I think women for a long time have been like, please don't, I don't want any intuitive signals because I don't want to be um, looked at as crazy or a, like um, a witch or a a bad person or, you know, whatever people thought or danger. Um, and so I really want to encourage you guys, if you are more sensitive to tap into your intuition, if you are someone who tends to be more intuitive, don't ignore that. Um, don't let someone else talk you into thinking that you're crazy or that you're wrong or that you're too sensitive, but instead, how can you embrace your gifts and look at it that way as a gift and as a blessing um, to be able to use and kind of control instead of it just being like lying in the background, um, you know, of your life. So what what we do as highly sensitive people is we are able to notice the unseen and the unheard. So like I said, those subtleties. And it's, it's one of the gifts I feel like I really have is tapping into people's energy and mood. Um, a highly sensitive person is more empathetic and can really feel so I can feel people's energy and catch their vibe just by being in the same room as them before they've even shared anything or said anything um, or you know catch their mood and part of it comes down to paying attention right if you really pay attention and you focus on paying attention to people a lot of times you can pick up a lot more than um, you know you you normally would but a highly sensitive person can almost do that just by nature, it's like I can walk in a space and I and I know the energy and the mood, which again can be a blessing and a curse because um, it requires me and other sensitive people to set really strong and healthy boundaries, almost like a force field of going, okay, I'm going to mentally prepare myself to go into this space and know that I do not have to take on what everybody is offering, right? So um, the energy and the moods and everything that other people bring into a room or into a space, right? When I go to teach a class, I can mentally prepare myself now that I know that I'm this way and go, I have this ability. I can use it as a gift when I need to connect to someone, when I need to relate to someone, when I'm doing business with someone or coaching, right? This is one of the things that makes me a great teacher and a great coach. 
And there's sometimes where I want to just be with myself and not um, have to pick up on the energy from other people. And I've recently learned skills and tools to almost create an energetic force field or boundary around picking up the energy because we don't have to be receptive to the moods or energy of the people around us. It actually is a choice and we can learn to control almost like, almost like when you realize you have a superpower. <laughs> okay. That's really far out there. But when we're watching a movie where someone realizes that they have a superpower, right? That's how I feel. And um, they're like out of control and they don't know how to control it at first. And it almost seems like it's like not part of them. And then by the end of the movie, right, they always figure out how to control and harness their power. And then they decide, are they going to use it for good? Are they going to use it for evil? Are they going to use it to serve themselves? Are they going to take them over and they're going to feel crazy and out of control? So same with this, with our intuition, with our skill to, to um, notice the unseen and the unheard, with our ability to pick up on energy and mood of the people around us, um, what do we want to do with that? And we can harness that and control that superpower and learn when to set a boundary, um, when to create that force field, that inv invisible force field, and when to, um, you know, let those walls down and really um, allow ourselves to pick up on the energy of other people, but that it's more of a choice. It used to happen to me a lot not by choice. And it can feel really, really, really draining and really emotional to um, either have someone dump on you or intentionally or not even intentionally, but you just picked up on all their stuff and took it home with you. And um, that can feel really hard. It can feel really draining. It can make it really hard to be around people or have experience like social experiences because sometimes I would go in with the fear of like, oh my God, who's gonna, whose stuff am I going to pick up and carry home with me today? And now I've learned tools where I can go, I don't have to take on that person's stuff. I can be a good listener and be a good friend without internalizing the um, mood or the feelings or what that person is experiencing. And that doesn't mean I'm cold hearted or not empathetic, right? Um, but it's more like I know when to turn it on and off to also protect my own energy so that I can serve people the best that I can. So um, yeah, funny thing, my boyfriend used to always say, uh, when we first started dating, how do you know what I'm thinking? He would say, get out of my head. <laughs> so it was almost like I was psychic, but I'm not. I'm just, I just am really more aware of the subtleties. And so if you're, if you have this experience, if you're like listening to this and you're like nodding your head or jumping up and down in your seat, like I got you, like I can relate. I understand. I feel you. And I'm excited to give you some tools to work through, um, harnessing your power. So um, when I was another example of this, when I was a kid, I used to uh, really be bothered by the sound of people chewing. And my mom said that maybe I was a genius. And I think she might be kind of right. Yeah. Like if those little sounds irritate you, like it might just be that you're using another part of your brain. So like it, it is true that highly sensitive people use their brain differently and we're activating parts of our brain that maybe someone else might not be in those situations. Um, 
Highly sensitive people are really aware of details and really creative and right brain. So these are all positive things, right? So if you're like, oh, I'm always so sensitive, I'm always so empathetic, or if some, your partner is telling you you're sensitive, um, look at it as a gift. Say thank you because um, you could use these skills to be really creative or to be very detail-oriented and be really good at like a job that you do, right? And... This is where harnessing the power comes in and controlling it comes in is that although we're really aware of details, we also have to be willing to let something slide and let go of perfectionism in every area of our life because then we feel like we have to control everything and that feels hard and scary too because the truth is we don't have control over everything. We're not the general manager of the universe. We're not God. Um so we do have to also be able to release that control and focus on details and perfection in the places where we can really use it. Okay. So if you're a perfectionist, you can focus on using that skill. If you're really creative, you can focus on using those skills for to put out really good work or to do your job really well or to help a friend plan a uh um, bridal shower or a baby shower or a birthday party or a work event or a, um, industrial event, whatever you do, right? Um, you could use those details to, to be really great at like your job or a project or your passion. And can you let the perfectionism go when it comes to some of the other smaller things in your life? Um, and because that way you don't have to bring in that judgment or um, that stress that comes with it. Not everything is going to be perfect, but we can use our perfectionism skills where it serves us. And then the places where it's draining us or making us be like judgmental or bring in shame or guilt, that's when we can let the perfectionism or that detail orientation uh, go. Um, in relationship, it can even be... Um, it can even be challenging, right? Because because we're uh, so aware of details because we want to have everything right. And so, um, you know, in relationship, uh, it's so important that we learn to monitor this as well so that we're not overreacting or trying to control everything for our partner. We have to let people have their own agency and trust that the people around us are making the best choices for themselves and that they they know better for themselves than, than we know for them. Um, so if you're a highly sensitive person, here's some tips for you. So you can check in with yourself daily or even multiple times a day. And that's mental, emotional, physical, all the levels. Are you drained? Notice if you're draining yourself in any of those categories, mentally, physically, emotionally. And if so, can you slow down and give yourself a chance to catch back up? Maybe you need some alone time. Um, maybe you need to um, say no to something and do something else. Maybe you need um, to get more rest or have some quiet time or put away your cell phone and, and turn off the TV and get away from screens. That really helps me spend some time in nature um, to get grounded. So if you're feeling drained, um, really check in with yourself on all of those levels and notice where you might be overextending yourself. And then set healthy boundaries. I talk about this all the time, but healthy boundaries are so um, great. Our boundaries help us 
to take care of ourselves, but also to inform other people of how to treat us and how to behave around us and what we have the capacity for. And I always say clear is kind. So set healthy boundaries to protect your own energy as a sensitive person. And then find acceptance. Find acceptance for your gift. So it just, this is the way that we are. And if we can bring it out and just accept it, then we're going to be so, um, so much better off than if we're trying to push it away and, and, and get frustrated with our skills and abilities to be sensitive and to pick up on those subtleties. And then we need time for self-care. So self-care is super, super important as a highly sensitive person in both the morning and the evening. So, um, I have recorded a show before about morning routines, but nighttime routines, like check those out and really focus in on building those routines for yourself in the morning and the evening so that, um, you know that you're setting yourself up for success for the day. And that before you go to bed, you're kind of like reflecting on your day, putting your phone away, taking some time to read, drink tea, journal, do a movement practice, whatever it is that kind of helps you wind back down. And, um, regenerate to have the energy for the next day. Okay. I spend a lot of time on my nighttime routine. It's very important to me to have that time at the end of the day to like get back in and grounded and, and find that introspection. Um, and then recognize what your triggers are. So my last tip is to recognize what your triggers are. The, the thing about personal growth and development and learning these tools isn't that you're never going to be triggered ever again. The thing about healing trauma isn't that you're never going to be triggered ever again or you don't have any triggers, right? It's that when you recognize your triggers and you know what they are, you could avoid them. You can mentally prepare yourself. Um, you can physically prepare yourself. You can learn tools to deal with them properly, to deal with the triggers in a healthy way where you can get yourself back to neutral and back to a space where you're feeling good um, quicker rather than getting thrown off the tracks. Um, and, and lastly, it's, it's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to feel your feelings. So all my highly sensitive people out there, it's okay to feel your feelings. Um, finding the acceptance, no shame, no stories, no guilt, not wishing that you were another way, but just accepting this gift and, and really um, telling yourself that you're in a safe place with your feelings. Okay. Um, be mindful, as I said earlier, that the downside of of being highly sensitive is that oftentimes people label themselves as an empath and use it as an excuse to overextend ourselves. And so it's so important that we remember that we are not the GM of the universe. We're not God. We don't have to control everything. Um, and always come back to that question. What if I trusted, okay, that people knew what was best for themselves, that this person's doing the best with the tools that they have, that I'm doing the best that I can with the tools that I have, and just give ourselves permission to slow down and do those things, those go through those steps using the tools to come back and not use this as an excuse to, um, not using it as an excuse to blow up on someone because, or, or cry every day to our partner because we're sensitive, right? Or not using this as an excuse to overextend ourselves and go, well, I have to help this person because I just can't stand to not like, 
you know, I'm an empath. Well, that doesn't mean that you can't set healthy boundaries and still take care of yourself, right? So finding the balance between using your gifts and then also taking care of yourself, checking in with yourself, setting healthy boundaries, and and creating that time for the self-care is so important. So um, love on your highly sensitive friends. If you're a highly sensitive person, love on yourself. I hope this is really validating for you knowing that you're not a, you're not crazy. You're not a weirdo. <laughs> you just have a superpower and you're learning how to harness it and learning how to use it to the best of your ability where it will serve you in reaching your highest and best self. I'm your host, Bryn, and this is Bryn Moves, the podcast.